0: Are you interested in simple steps to heal the root cause of your health issues, whether it's anxiety, depression, insomnia, weight gain, hormonal issues, digestive issues, or any difficult to treat condition? Welcome to Heal Your Body, Cure Your Mind, where you'll get most of the answers for your health concerns and benefit from the latest techniques in naturopathic medicine, functional medicine, and psychotherapy to heal your mind and body together. As a naturopathic doctor, psychotherapist, and best selling author, I've also created a free ebook and online course for you at drameet.com. That's D R A M E E T.com, where you'll get tons of tips to heal your mind, your body, your emotions, your gut, your liver, inflammation, and other things that go wrong in your body. Without further ado, with lots of love to your beautiful heart, here's your podcast for this week.
1: We're very excited for today's uh, webinar with none other than Dr. Amit Agarwal, who's here with me today. Hi, Amit.
0: Hey, Romina. Greetings from Kenya. Hope everyone's well. Um, I'm really excited for presenting this. Thank you. Thank you. I just finished uh, treating a few trauma victims from the terrorist attack we just had in Kenya. So, excuse me if. Yeah, There's a bit of emotionality in this uh, webinar today, Um, but I think it's going to be special. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us, Um, even in spite of all the the attacks that happened today, and and I know that it was a difficult period for everyone, Mm -hmm. Um, but today we'll be talking about liver health and detoxification, specifically using medicinal mushrooms. And um, I'd like to introduce um, Dr. Garbal, or at least his background, before we start off the the webinar. Um, Dr. Amit is not just a naturopathic doctor, but he actually specializes in psychotherapy. So I think for all of us practitioners here, I think it's a really interesting combination to understand how the body and the mind have such a deep link with each other. Um, He's also uh, author of a best-selling book called Heal Your Body and Cure Your Mind, a very interesting read, I must say, Uh, especially not just for myself as a practitioner, but also uh, for my own clients. And uh, he's also recently um, finished uh, an online health program that's been actually C.P.D. approved by uh, North America. So again, uh, thank you for being with us today and over to you, Dr. Agurba.
0: Thank you, Romina. Really pleasure. Hi, everyone. Uh, Again, greetings from Kenya. I'm really excited to share my thoughts on the liver and its importance in clinical practice because I find the liver is often ignored in most holistic practices, even though it is the seat of the health. In Chinese medicine, we call it the master organ because it controls everything and I'll go into that more in the lecture. Um, So if you're having difficulty with your patients in your protocols if you're just doing leaky gut or adrenal fatigue and things like that and things are not moving as they should be then always consider healing the liver because i find treating the liver is really fundamental to almost every single protocol out there so without any delay let's go into the lecture and i'll just turn on the slide thanks romina and we'll go right ahead pleasure Awesome, so, let's get started. That's how you spell my name, in case anyone's interested. And we're gonna cover the liver, the basics about the liver, and it's linked to inflammation, mental health, we'll spend some time doing mental health, and leaky gut, and dysbiosis. And then, of course, the solutions towards leaky gut, and solutions especially for the liver, And then we'll dwell into mycotherapy solutions for liver support and it's really interesting to see how valuable mushrooms are towards liver health. A lot of people think mushrooms are only for immune modulation or adrenal support and we're finding that mushrooms have a fantastic effect on the liver in terms of protection as well as detoxification. Then we'll go through a few case studies and each case study will have a few protocols that you can write down and follow, then Romina will make some exciting announcements about the next webinar coming up and then we'll go straight into Q&A, okay, so let's get started. So liver, the master organ in Chinese medicine, what is it related to or what is it involved with? I'm just changing my screen here a bit, sorry for the delay. Okay, so the livers is involved with detoxification, right, everyone knows that, so With excessive toxins, we'll have free radical damage that leads to cancers, acne, skin issues, chronic illness, and, of course, with excessive toxins, we have excessive inflammation, and that leads to cortisol imbalances, which causes a myriad of symptoms. So I'm just showing you what can go wrong when the liver is not working well. Then the liver is in charge of bile production. And if the liver is stagnant, according to Chinese medicine, then we have less bile production or poor bile production, or even the consistency of bile is off. It's not optimal for gut health, for your microbiome. And so if you have poor bile production, you're gonna have poor digestion, leaky gut syndrome, of course, a worsening of inflammation, IBS and chronic disease, again. In TCM and even in other medicines, your liver is the master organ for hormonal regulation. Yeah. So usually with liver stagnation or liver toxicity, we can go into estrogen dominance or progesterone deficiency. And then we're looking at exacerbations of cancer, PMS symptoms, low sex drive, even painful sex because of lubrication issues due to hormonal imbalances. We're also seeing chronic female conditions such as endometriosis, PCOS, and ovarian cysts heal better when we treat the liver because of its central role in hormonal regulation as well as detoxification. The liver is paramount in cholesterol processing, right? So we have receptors on our liver for uh, grabbing the LDL cholesterol from the blood and detoxifying it through bile. So if your liver is stagnant, and that's the beautiful um, characteristic of one of the mushrooms we're going to talk about today, that actually increases receptors for cholesterol management on the liver. So you can see through its cholesterol processing mechanism, your liver is directly connected to hyperlipidemia. And heart disease I'll also talk about why it's connected to high blood pressure and then of course the liver is responsible for glycogen uh, storage yeah and so if your lo- liver is not working well then you're going to have sugar metabolism issues fat storage issues leading to obesity and chronic weight gain your liver also stores vitamins and iron so we're looking at malnutrition issues fatigue and not uh, anemia and chronic disease issues and then immune cell activation. Not many people know this, but your liver is paramount to activating your immune cells. So you wanna look at supporting your liver in low immunity and cancers as well. And then I'll talk about this in the mental health uh, slide where lactic acid or lactate is converted back into glucose by your liver. So lactic acid is of course increased with high sugar intake, alcohol intake, et cetera. And if your liver is stagnant, your conversion of lactate back into glucose is compromised, and high lactate levels have been directly correlated to anxiety. So, let's start with the basics now. So we have, um, let's start with leaky gut. So you're eating, you're eating inflammatory foods, right? Typically, it's wheat, dairy, uh, too much coffee, too much alcohol, etc. That's going to create damage to your intestines, it's going to kill off your good bacteria as well. With that you get holes in the intestines, leading to leaky gut syndrome. With leaky gut syndrome, of course you have toxins going into your bloodstream, causing chronic inflammation everywhere in your body, leading cause for asthma, eczema, arthritis, a lot of chronic conditions. Yeah. And now all this inflammation also creates more toxicity, so these toxins go to the liver, which is now also inflamed from leaky gut yeah So remember inflammation is not only in your intestines, inflammation is throughout your body. So one, your liver is inflamed. Two, your liver has to deal with excessive toxins from inflammation. So of course your liver is going to get bunged up and you get liver stagnation. With liver stagnation, then you have less bile being produced and less enzyme activity in your gut, leading to poor digestion and worsening leaky gut syndrome, worsening uh, dysbiosis, and the cycle goes on, yeah? And that's why you'll have IBS issues, Crohn's disease, etc. Now a very interesting thing about the liver, as well, because it produces bile, it's very necessary to relieve constipation. So the mistake a lot of practitioners make, I find in my practice, is um, they give a lot of laxatives for constipation, and for me that's a no-no. because that's not treating the root cause, yeah? When somebody has constipation, most likely their liver is stagnant. So I combine mushrooms, homeopathics, herbs, et cetera, to free the liver off, and then constipation, of course, resolves. Um, my favorite topic, this is where I specialize in mental health. How is your liver connected to depression and anxiety? Okay, here we go. So number one, remember I told you the liver is connected to um, hormonal balance? So with liver toxicity or liver stagnation, we usually see a progesterone deficiency. And progesterone is directly related to um, the efficacy of GABA in your brain. And GABA is a neurotransmitter that helps reduce anxiety. right? And so with low progesterone levels, GABA doesn't work as well in your brain, leaving you more prone to anxiety. And then, like I just discussed, If your liver is toxic, then we have an unhealthy microbiome due to dysbiosis and poor bile production, and the studies are showing that a lot of your serotonin, GABA, all that is a lot of neurotransmitters are actually produced in your gut. So if you have an unhealthy microbiome, your production of neurotransmitters is going to be compromised, leaving you more prone to anxiety and depression. If you have a toxic liver with an unhealthy microbiome, then of course you're gonna get more leaky gut and more inflammation. And chronic inflammation then creates a cortisol imbalance. And with a cortisol imbalance, then we see a suppression of melatonin, serotonin, dopamine and GABA. And of course that's gonna lead to a, um, a lot of anxiety, depression, and also I see OCD issues also improve with improving liver function as well. Okay, before we go into this slide, I want to cover one more thing. With anxiety and depression, um, especially when there's irritability in depression, um, I often treat the liver first, along with leaking up, but irritability is a big sign of liver stagnation because in Chinese medicine, irritability and anger are directly connected to your liver. So you can see the connection between Western medicine, scientific explanations, and TCM here. Now, what is this slide? It's a very strange slide. It's gonna take your eyes some time to adjust. If you look, we have a little baby, then a toddler, teenager growing up to an adult, and we have clouds, layers of clouds, around each stage of a person. Um, When you're born, usually um, you're clean, emotionally clean, no traumas except you might be carrying ancestral trauma and family history trauma. And that's, that's a whole new topic of family constellations. We'll talk about another time. But in the general sense, you, when you're born, you have very little trauma. And then let's say your parents are fighting or there's a divorce or there's trouble in the home. Your body goes through stress and there's difficult memories that are stored in your limbic brain. And that creates one layer of trauma around you. Now, as you grow up, your perception has been altered based on your previous trauma. So now, as you grow up, number one, you're interpreting the world as dangerous or unsafe. So you're interpreting things in a stressful way. And number two, you are exposed to even more trauma, which adds another layer on top of you. Yeah. So two things are happening here. Previous perceptions, creating wrong interpretations, as well as new traumas. And the list goes on as you grow up. And you grow older, you have other stresses and other traumas that add more and more layers to your life. So, for example, the victims of the terrorist attack that I treated today, um, you know, they have childhood issues, and suddenly they're seeing gunmen running around, or they've lost loved ones. So they're going through multiple layers of trauma at this time. Those are acute traumas compounded with their work stress and their mental history based on their upbringing. Yeah, so these for, these layers of emotional experiences need to be healed layer by layer and we do that through psychotherapy as well as homeopathy you know i love using homeopathic remedies such as aconite ignatia etc that actually release trauma and rescue remedy is a beautiful um, bark flower combination that's excellent for shock and trauma as well so when we heal these emotional holding patterns um, See these emotional holding patterns, they get stuck in the brain and they trigger a fight or flight response in your body. And who deals with that is your adrenal system. And so over time, if these traumas are not resolved, your adrenal system remains in a fight or flight or a compensated way and goes into adrenal fatigue. And with that adrenal fatigue, you get a cortisol imbalance and therefore a neurotransmitter imbalance as well, leading to anxiety and depression. So. Even though we're gonna talk about adrenal support using the mushrooms and other herbs, it's very, very, very important to heal trauma as well. And I talk about different exercises in the online course I've created in the book. And you can also refer your clients to different psychotherapists, or you can learn techniques such as emotional freedom technique. I personally do gestalt psychotherapy and family constellations as well, and EMDR. Great, so that's the mental health side of things. Um, combining liver support and uh, contributing to cortisol imbalance as well as, I just want to mention, the importance of healing trauma as well. Let's move on to the next role of your liver. Your liver actually converts T4, inactive thyroid hormone, into active T3. Yeah, Up to 60% of T4 is converted into T3, according to a study by Malik and Hodgson. Um, so if your liver is stagnant, yeah you're gonna convert less T4 to T3, and you're gonna get subclinical hypothyroidism. Um, The funny thing is the reverse is also true. Your liver cells need T3 to function well. So low thyroid function actually compromises liver function. Yeah, so your liver will be detoxifying less and releasing less bile into the intestines. And so that's the reason I personally think is why people with low thyroid function have constipation. Yeah, because of poor bile production. And of course, there's less peristalsis because T3 also affects the motility of your gut uh, muscles. Yeah, so multiple things are happening with low T3. And remember, low T3 is not only because of low thyroid function, but also poor liver conversion. Let's go to liver and cancer now, a beautiful topic, especially since we're using mushrooms as well in cancer. I think you're getting the picture now how um, if you have a stagnant liver, it, uh, you have less bile production, so more leaky gut, more constipation, so more inflammation and toxicity. With more inflammation and toxicity, you'll have more free radical damage, more oxidative stress related to cancer. Your liver is also in charge of hormonal production or hormonal balance. So if you have estrogen dominance, then your estrogen-sensitive cancers are going to proliferate. So it's a really good idea to detoxify your liver and your lymphatic system, of course, as well. If you have if you're prone to cancer or if you have cancer. Then we want to, of course, improve liver function in cancer because your liver is in charge or very directly related to or responsible for immune cell activation. I'm reading from the right side of the screen to the left, yeah? And then with stagnant liver, remember your blood is toxic, right, because um, your liver is not absorbing so many toxins out of your blood. So your blood is toxic and the toxins back up into your lymph as well. So you have lymphatic toxicity. And when the lymph is toxic, of course, um, remember your lymph is all the juice surrounding all your cells in your interstitial system. And so if there's toxicity there number one your cells are not going to be able to detoxify so you're going to have mitochondrial or dna damage also with more toxicity in your blood yeah your body gets more acidic and when your body is more acidic um your red blood cells actually start clumping together and that's called rouleau formation and when your red blood cells clump together you have Less surface area of oxygen being delivered to, um, less amounts of oxygen being delivered to all your cells, yeah, because your red blood cells are clumped together. So there's less surface area exposing your cells to oxygen delivery. And we know that cancer proliferates in a low oxygen environment. So when you detoxify your liver, your blood gets cleaner, your lymph gets cleaner, yeah. And your body becomes less acidic, and hopefully, you're alkalizing your body as well. So, you'll have less rouleau formation, and therefore, higher chances of oxygen delivery to your cells. So, and other studies are also showing a strong uh, correlation between acid and, and acidic body and cancer proliferation. Great. Hopefully, I'm not going too fast. Um, Romina, you can let me know to slow down somehow in case the listeners are asking me to slow down. So what's the protocol I use uh, for chronic disease? Before we go into fixing the liver, we have to remove inflammatory foods. There's no point uh, supporting the liver without removing the cause of inflammation. Um, thanks, Romina. Okay, so inflammatory foods, what are there? Typically we're avoiding gluten in most cases, um, dairy, wheat dairy, a lot too much coffee, too much alcohol, sugars, and no, no for sure. I'm finding a lot of people sensitive to soy sauce. Then I ask them to do food allergy tests. Now, a lot of food allergy tests, even though they say the person's not sensitive to wheat or something else, um, the funny thing is when we remove those typically inflammatory foods, the person still feels better. So I don't always rely on food allergy tests except to expose foods that I'm not thinking about. And then I'll also get my patients to do a diet diary. So they'll write down their foods they're eating, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks every day. And then there's a column on the right-hand side for symptoms, you can grab this diet diary off my website. Um, the symptoms you write, what time you're having the symptoms. So at 10 o'clock you have more gas or bloating. And you see, ah, I, in the morning I ate eggs. So maybe I'm sensitive to eggs. So if you're getting any gas, bloating, fatigue, dark circles around your eyes, runny nose, etc. Those are signs of inflammation and you need to look at the foods you're eating because all those signs are also indicating that your liver is becoming inflamed. And then we fix the dysbiosis, the leaky gut. And there I use uh, probiotics and mycotherapy and we'll talk about lion's mane and other mushrooms that are very, very important for leaky gut syndrome. Then third step or in conjunction with fixing leaky gut, we're supporting the liver, yeah? This is using herbs that I'll talk about, and also using mycotherapy. And um, with detox, of course, we also want to strengthen the liver cells. So certain herbs detox and strengthen liver cells at the same time. Mycotherapy seems to protect liver cells a lot and strengthen them. Uh, Detoxification happens with one of the mushrooms that we'll talk about shortly. Then the last step after everything's cleaned up is, of course, supporting the adrenal system. When you support the adrenal system, you stabilize the adrenal system. There's two ways. One, of course, is we have to remember, I said release stress and trauma, yeah? Because if you have stored emotional memory and stress, then it's gonna perpetually stimulate your adrenal system. And no matter what herbs you give it, you're always gonna burn out. So we wanna come out of compensation by healing trauma. Using the psychotherapy, using EMDR, using homeopathic remedies. And then we go into supporting the adrenal system with the herbs and the mushrooms. Um, the importance of of course supporting the adrenal system, I just want to add some more information here. One is, of course, improving immunis- immunity. Secondly, is stabilizing cortisol balance because when you stabilize cortisol balance, then neurotransmitters also come into balance. Yeah. So that's your GABA, serotonin, melatonin, and dopamine, and that's really important for mental health. So adrenal support is very important for anxiety and depression. And then when cortisol comes into play, into balance, what happens is cortisol also affects your TSH levels and your conversion of T4 to T3. So, And T3 is very important um, for the cells in your intestines to stick together. So if your T3 is low, your cells in your intestines are not gonna stick well together, perpetuating leaky gut syndrome. And so if you're stressed and your cortisol levels are off, then your T3 levels will be off in your gut, and therefore you'll have more leaky gut because of a cortisol imbalance that's coming from stress. And that's why I believe people who are stressed out have an exacerbation of inflammatory conditions such as eczema, arthritis, etc. Hopefully that makes sense, yeah. Alrighty, so what are we doing for dysbiosis, leaky gut inflammation? Well, reishi is the go-to mushroom for inflammation. The triterpenoids in reishi are known to inhibit inflammatory cytokines. And I love reishi, also as an adaptogen. We'll talk about that in the adrenal support section. But we want to reduce inflammation, number one. Then there's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mushroom, lion's mane. Um, I love trying to say this name. I don't always get it right, but heresium erinaceous. Sounds so delicious. (laughs) Okay, so we got um, lion's mane has a tropism for the digestive tract. What does that mean? It it has an affinity, yeah. it really affects your digestive system. And it has a reconstructive action on your digestive epithelia, one. And number two, it's it acts like a prebiotic for your probiotics, for your intestinal flora. So it's like food for your, your good bacteria. Okay, so those are your two go-to mushrooms for healing leaky gut and inflammation. And then of course, there's options to add probiotics, glutamine, vitamin D, and omega-3, and I talk about all that in the online course, yeah? Glutamine's a f- amino acid that helps repair the gut lining, and vitamin D, of course, helps with inflammation, and vitamin D actually helps your ileocecal valve work better, and when your ileocecal valve works good, or, yeah, well, um, then the that's the, the sphincter between your large and small intestine, right? So you want those compartments separate, so that the bacteria in one area, your small intestine, don't mix with the bacteria in your large intestine. So there's lion's mane, remind me of a lion. Um, just to summarize, has a positive effect on gut flora as a prebiotic, and it helps regenerate your epithelium. And if you look at that, like it's just like all those microvilli, just, yeah, beautiful, beautiful mushroom. And here are some studies um, where they've actually shown that lion's mane does have a healing effect on the epithelia. The study involved inducing um, ulcers in animals, sorry, I don't condone animal studies, but I have to mention it here, uh, where they induced ulcers using ethanol. And they showed those ones way- taking lion's mane had a faster repairing effect or a protective effect on the epithelia. And then they showed also increased production of mucus uh, in the stomach lining when taking lion's main. So significant protective effect on your digestive tract. So it's almost working like a demulcent, it seems like. Um, and also has a reparative effect. Great. Let's carry on here. Um, just checking the time to see we're good for time here. Um, so Mycotherapy, solutions for liver support. Uh, liver cells, remember, are become sluggish due to inflammation and toxic, toxicity and oxidative damage. Yeah, And when we repair our liver cells and we protect them, we have stronger liver cells. And that leads to improved bioflow, better microbiome, better detoxification, and of course, better liver function such as hormonal balance. So uh, where mushrooms come in is their impact on protecting the liver cells, yeah? And I'll talk about one mushroom that also has a detoxifying effect. Awesome, so the beautiful mushrooms related to your liver, shiitake, maitake, and cordyceps. Um, Shiitake and maitake are mostly liver protectors and cordyceps actually has a detoxification effect by increasing glutathione. And Hevastatera has a beautiful mix called Mycomix, that's Reishi, Maitake and Shiitake. So we have the liver protection from the Maitake and Shiitake and we have the Reishi there to help with inflammatory damage or modulating inflammation. Now now you can understand why Mycomix was originally designed to help people with metabolic syndrome. So obesity, hyperglycemia, hyperlipidemia and hypertension. Remember with hypertension and liver, um, Thomas Rao from Biological Medicine from the Paracelsus Clinic he explains it beautifully when we have Rouleau formation that's the red blood cells clumping together we have less surface area of oxygen being delivered to your cells so your body thinks it's deprived of oxygen so what does it want to do it wants to increase your blood pressure in order to increase oxygen delivery yeah so definitely think about micro when healing your liver and then I use herbs such as milk thistle, dandelion, etc., to stimulate bile flow as well. So the main mushrooms we are working with today are lion's mane. That's the digestive tract. Then we got shiitake and maitake for liver protection, and then cordyceps as well for liver detox. And there is your lovely shiitake, Lentinula um, edodes. So. It's uh, often used in Japanese and Chinese cuisine, and it also has a lot of therapeutic actions. What I love about shiitake is it also has amino acids, high in iron, calcium, zinc, which is excellent also for your adrenal system and your immune system, and your B vitamins, which are also excellent for adrenal support, your E vitamins for oxidative damage, and then we have a lot of polysaccharides and the most important ingredient in shiitake is your lentin molecule. And here are some studies showing the effects of um, shiitake where we had oxidative damage or hepatic damage uh, to liver cells and we showed less increase of enzymes of liver enzymes when this mushroom was added to these animals. So you can see a direct hepatoprotective effect. And the damage was induced by paracetamol, by the way. And then again, we show hepatoprotective effects and reduction of inflammation in liver fibrosis in mice um, exposed to chronic liver injury. So there have been really important studies done on this, and I'm gonna go through some more studies as well to show other other properties of mushrooms as well related to the liver. Now we have maitake. Actually, I'm gonna go back to those slides just in case people wanna look at them and take some notes here. Yeah, the website's at the bottom. Then I'm gonna go to the previous slide as well. I think you'll actually be getting this presentation later, so we'll zip ahead. Okay, Maitake, Grifola frondosa, Um, known as the dancing mushroom. Um, Some people say it's because people would dance (laughs) when uh, they saw Maitake. Other people say just the all the mycelium or the the leaves of this mushroom. I don't know what to call that part. Um, The movement of them, or they just yeah, they're like fans. So we have studies as well showing the importance of maitake in improving lipid metabolism by your liver cells. Okay, So remember the liver has receptors uh, to grab LDL out of your blood and detoxify it into the bile. So mitaki seems to improve the, the quantity or the efficacy of these LDL receptors. So it's excellent for lipid metabolism. Sipping ahead to cordyceps. Now, this is the mushroom I was talking about that actually also improves liver detoxification, as well as having a hepatoprotective effect. So, cordyceps is often known for its immune function, um, but cordyceps also increases glutathione, which is really, really important for protecting liver cells as um, as an antioxidant. Yeah, and it helps with also liver detoxification in phase two. Remember, phase two helps. Uh, It needs glutathione to work well. The other study that's done on cordyceps is related to portal hypertension. and In terms of TCM, I look at that as liver chi stagnation. So in TCM, most conditions are caused by liver chi stagnation. So I really believe cordyceps would be an excellent mushroom to deal with liver cheese stagnation. And we're gonna show you a case study about liver cheese stagnation, what I mean. Here's another study showing the increase of superoxide dismutase and glutathione when cordyceps has been administered. So great research. Well done, Hifas. Alrighty. Time's running out so let's get to some case studies so we'll call her sarah 35 year old female gas bloating so you're already seeing now the liver picture there pms related directly to progesterone deficiency and hormonal imbalance and anxiety yeah anxiety could be due to either the food she's eating or low progesterone levels affecting gaba so you're seeing the full picture now how liver is so important in almost every single symptom out there yeah in tcm would call this likely liver cheese stagnation, maybe some heat, heat in the heart as well. Um, So what did I do with this lady? First step, as usual, low inflammatory foods, right? Get rid of the inflammation. Then you gotta heal the gut. Before even going to liver, I always heal the gut. And that's where lion's mane comes in. And then of course we have the probiotics. And then because I see a direct picture of liver cheese stagnation, my go-to mushroom would be cordyceps. Yeah, And then we can add in the maitake to help protect the liver, strengthen the liver cells, and improve liver function as well. Yeah, but first I started with cordyceps because that has more of the, the ability to move stagnation. And then to help help the mushrooms work well as well, then we can always add the milk thistle, the dandelion, artichoke leaf, other herbs that stimulate liver bile production. The protocol we used here is the protocol. So we're doing um, lion's mane twice a day, morning and afternoon, and to regenerate the epithelium. Then we're doing, of course, the mycomix, mix, which is a great mix for liver uh, liver work, and of course the reishi in there is also reducing inflammation. Yeah, and then other naturopathic protocols are the typical ones: acidophilus and glut- glutamine, amino acids. To repair the gut lining and, of course, the herbs as well for detoxification. Next case study here we got Peter. Um, so, Peter had an issue with a lot of stress, burning out, turned to alcohol to manage his stress and everything, and then just went to, yeah, basically became an alcoholic almost. So, now he has burnout and a lot of stress. Where is this stress coming from? Right, likely childhood memories and work stress and life issues. So instead of just supporting the adrenal system with a bunch of mushrooms, first step of course is trauma release. And how do we do that? EMDR counseling, I do Bowen therapy, acupuncture, etc., and some homeopathy. That is key, yeah, because when you release trauma, remember that the body then relaxes, and all the cells relax, so they function better as well. If your body is super tight, yeah, and a lot of trauma, then I don't like adding too much adrenal support because it creates too much heat in a clogged up system. So remember, detoxify first, and then support the adrenal system. So we've detox, uh, de-stressed him and released all the trauma, and then we go into building him up. And what do we use? Of course, reishi would be excellent to repair any oxidative damage in the body, especially from excessive alcohol use. Now, with the burnout as well, reishi is excellent for the adrenal support. And cordyceps is fantastic for adrenal support and fantastic for liver health, right, liver detox. And then you got the glutathione production uh, which will help with the damage from the alcohol use, right? Now because of his burnout, he also has low immunity, right? And cordyceps, as we know, is excellent for also promoting immune immunity in a person. So cordyceps is, seems like the central mushroom in this case, right? Because of the adrenal support, the liver detox, as well as immune protection. Then to back cordyceps up, we got his friends or brothers or partners, whatever you want to call it, shiitake and maitake, of course, improving liver health as well. Um, What I love about mushrooms is that they have a synergistic effect with each other. They really help each other. And so there's no problem combining different mushrooms together. Romina will talk more about certain mushrooms that we don't use, I think, in chemo, I believe. And because of a stimulating effect in cancer. Uh, But in this case, uh, I love combining the mushrooms, especially with liver issues and burnout. The beautiful thing about shiitake again is it's high in zinc, so excellent for the adrenal system as well. And then other herbs I use in adrenal support could include ashwagandha, astragalus, rhodiola, ginseng, depending on the picture of the person. And depending, I see I test energetically, so I'll test which other adrenal herb I can use in conjunction with the mushrooms. And because of his history of alcohol use, remember what's been damaged? The gut, right? The gut is completely damaged, so another mushroom to consider, of course, is the lion's mane to repair the gut cells, glutamine, and probiotics. And here we have the protocol. Again Michael Leo um, combined with probiotics, excellent combination for gut flora, gut health. Um, Michael Leo, generally one in the morning, one in the afternoon is enough. And then mycomix again to help protect the liver and reduce inflammation. Um, that one, I guess, up to three times a day, uh, depending on how, how far gone your patient is. Um, so even twice a day can be enough in most cases, but in this case, I use three times a day. And then cordyceps as well. Uh, we have cord with HIFAS. And remember, uh, cordyceps is for adrenal support, liver detox, as well as liver protection Great. Now, um, a lot of people ask, okay, what's the go-to combination for cirrhosis? So if somebody has a lot of a history of alcohol use. See, there's a lot of herbs out there as well people use, like um, milk thistle, et cetera. I find them very bioavailable when they're in tincture form. But for alcoholics, I don't give tinctures, right? Because you don't give any alcohol, uh, just in case that triggers cravings again. Um, so, I love going to the mushrooms in these cases, they're excellent for liver fibrosis and Hefasa's products are very potent, so we don't really need the alcohol extract, so they're fantastic for repairing liver fibrosis and cirrhosis. Um, so we got Mycocord again and the Mycomix, yeah? Alrighty. So interesting studies have been done. Um, the great thing about mushrooms is they don't interfere with cytochrome P450 uh, enzyme. So they can be used in conjunction with chemotherapy and radiotherapy and certain drugs and medications because they don't interfere with the metabolism of the drugs, okay? Um, the mushrooms can have, the anticoagulant properties so you want to be careful blood thinners. Yeah. So there are some interactions with certain medications with mushrooms, and Romina can talk about that a bit more. So I'm going to pass it on to Romina right now, and um, she's going to talk to you about some important webinars coming up, and then we'll go straight into Q&A. All right, thank you very much, everyone. And here's Romina.
1: Thank you, Dr. Agarwal. Um... I don't know where you've disappeared, but um, we'll be right back with him for the q and um, Thank you for that insightful presentation. I personally found it very, very interesting, especially your case studies as well, and understanding this link between the body and the mind and, and how, as you said before, uh, mental health can have such a big impact, or rather a poor detoxifying liver can have such a big impact on mental health. I think that was quite a fascinating Um, side of things that we usually don't look at as practitioners. Um, For those of you who who have enjoyed this webinar, we have more webinars on our website, so do uh, log on to our website, but the next one will be on the 6th of February on Allergy Defence Using medicinal Mushrooms. One of our in-house practitioners, Annie Breen, will be taking up this fascinating topic on the 6th of February. And um, if you don't know already about our Facebook group, or if you haven't joined it yet, um, do type in and ask to be part of our Facebook group called Microtherapy with Hifas Zatera. Thank you, uh, Amit, that's the slide. Um, However, so that we can accept you in the group, we do request you to sign up as a practitioner. And all you have to do is just um, log on to health.hifas.terra.co.uk and uh, sign up and then we'll uh, give you access to our 750 strong uh, group of uh, microtherapists and practitioners on that Facebook group. Um, Thank you again for your time. So I'm quite intrigued because we've never had so many questions uh, ever on any other webinar. So uh, clearly this this topic is is quite fascinating. I'm gonna dive right in because I know we're tight with time. Okay. Some of the questions uh, Dr. Agarwal are directed to you and some uh, generically so we can take them as they come. First question uh, from Nicola who's been ill with a virus for over two weeks now. What is your recommendation for an antiviral immune boosting mushrooms for a vegan vegan person with Crohn's disease? would you like me to start, uh, Amit? Go ahead, and then go, ahead, Anna, go ahead. yeah. Um, so clearly, as uh, Amit said before, when we're referring to lion's mane, uh, because of, of this being Crohn's disease, we would always say to use mycolio or lion's mane in this protocol. Um, one of the reasons being um, Crohn's being an autoimmune disease, uh, mycolio, so the lion's mane, and mycolio, the reishi, will help not only to repair the damage in the gut, but it will also help with the inflammation uh, that is triggered. But as an antiviral, um, it's not one of the mushrooms we have here, Amit, so I'll, I'll talk about that one. Uh, Coriolus, or turkey tail, is the main mushroom we're using as an antiviral uh, protocol. So what I would advise is to use the myco, uh, the mycocorio, which is the, the Coriolus mushroom, the mycoray, and the myco uh, leo which is the lines made for gut health i don't know if you have anything else to add there
0: um generally I mean, we want well generally we want to improve immune function and remember gut associated lymphatic tissue that's all the immune cells in your intestine need to be repaired yeah so um of course removing inflammatory foods as well to ensure that um, there's no dysbiosis yeah and then you can throw in some probiotics and some zinc in there to improve immune function as well
1: Sounds good. Um, next question: Will we get a copy of the slides so that we can focus more r- right now? And I will say yes, absolutely. With um, Amit's uh, permission, we'll send in the slides tomorrow, the after with, with all pleasure. the questions. Great, great. Uh, another question for for both of us: Where can one buy the mushrooms in Kenya?
0: Where can one buy the mushrooms in Kenya? Well, Romina sending them over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, um, maybe one day we, we we sign up. I mean, we we send there it's, it's difficult to send in Africa, but you know, definitely we can we can look at at postage fees together and and, and send that
0: yeah. over. and then I'm also um, doing some research, and um, I've discovered some reishi out here, and Hifas is uh, generously testing them for us, and so when that comes through, we'll yeah we'll we'll know more about that, eh.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, next question, does, does lion's mane help with dementia? And I think um, Darlene asked that question and then she asked another question right after, which was, does lion's mane help with the brain? Uh, now, I know that today we looked at uh, the properties of lion's mane extract uh, on the on gut health, as um, Nath uh, shared with us today, but actually there's been a lot of scientific evidence and research behind using Lyme's main for uh, the nervous system and for neurodegenerative diseases. So I would say absolutely yes for dementia In fact, I've had uh, a client myself that had that has Alzheimer's and uh, Just by taking two of the Michael Leos for around four months She actually started to notice huge differences in her cognitive functions. So definitely one of the mushrooms to look out for the brain and for um, uh dementia as as asked
0: amazing well i didn't know that thank you
1: um another question um what do you recommend as a protocol to aid detoxification in a patient that consumes anti-inflammatory foods so the recommendation for detoxification in a patient Mm -hmm. that recommends that is actually already on an anti-inflammatory diet
0: So it's, it's really the, the micro mix I like and um, the cordyceps um, for liver detox. And then so, and you also want to look at herbs for detox as well. That's the milk of dandelion. And then exercise and um, deep breathing. Remember, when you're breathing deeply, your diaphragm moves more. So it massages your liver. And people who are stressed do shallow breathing. They don't breathe with the diaphragm as well. So they're using their upper muscles, their lung muscles. yeah, And that's why stressed people get tight shoulders because they're breathing wrongly. So also keep the movement going and deep breathing along with the supplements.
1: Excellent. Um, Next question. If someone has issues with candida or yeast overgrowth or sensitivity to mushrooms, can they use medicinal mushrooms? Um, I think that one's for me. Um, It's it's a very interesting question because we, we get it very frequently. You know, mushrooms are a fungus, so how can we use it for yeast overgrowth or, or candida? And um, normally I would say that people who are actually allergic or intolerant to mushrooms aren't actually intolerant to mushrooms. They're intolerant to some of the toxins that may accumulate in non-organic uh, mushroom production. So that's one to look out for. And the other thing is that we actually, interestingly, have a protocol for... Uh, candida and yeast overgrowth using mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms specifically. Now, it's very important to understand the difference between powder and extract. If you're using mushroom powder, the fibre in that may trigger candida or yeast overgrowth or may exacerbate that. But if you're actually using uh, a mushroom extract, then actually that will, because of the purity of the extraction process, you would actually see uh, a healing process happening in in Candida. And specifically for that condition, we would recommend uh, the shiitake, so the mycoshii, again for its antibacterial properties, and the ray uh, due to its ability to really increase uh, host function resistance, basically. Um, Next question. How do you test the medicinal properties of the mushrooms uh that are that are kept once they're processed into a supplement um, that's that that's actually um very easy to do because as we are you know organic we have the organic seal and you know we we have very specific processes in terms of our uh production cultivation and extraction. Um, we actually have uh, external independent labs that are constantly checking our batches. So what, the way we, we process the drying, the the extraction, we're making sure we're not losing the enzymes and the, the nutrients in, in the mushrooms. Next question for you. Uh, does Dr. Hargrew-Wall have any recommendations for skin conditions such as granuloma annulari?
0: Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, always reduce inflammation first and modulate your uh, immune system. Yeah. So for me, most con- conditions improve when we heal the gut and detoxify the liver. Probably 90% of the cases. Yeah. And then I add homeopathic remedies for specific symptoms. So start with healing your gut. Yeah. And that's your Michael Leo, your probiotics, glutamine, vitamin D, etc. And then detoxifying the liver with everything we talked about. I think that will get you 70% of the weight there, and of course removing inflammatory foods. Okay, And then if that doesn't move well enough, then I would say seek out the help of a homeopath, because homeopathy just takes that one step further.
1: Interesting recommendation, thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. When a client has finished chemotherapy, their liver may be toxic, which protocol would you recommend to improve detox and help heal?
0: Mm. I want to answer that, but I want you to answer that as well because I think you have the better answer. Than,
1: you know. <laughs> um, well, it, it's an interesting question because uh, when someone's actually going through chemotherapy, as we know, um, as as uh, this person really asked, there is a toxic buildup in the liver. But what I'm more concerned about before the toxic uh, buildup in the liver is actually uh, the immune system being compromised. Because again, when you're using such conventional treatments, what you're actually doing is killing your immune system. So for me, the mushrooms have a very fundamental key role in making sure your immune system is afloat, and actually we have specific protocols for uh, cancer clients, so we actually have specific protocols that are used in conjunction with conventional treatments such as chemotherapy in this case, that actually help you to awaken the immune system and stimulate the specific cells that will trigger um, the the tumor to be uh, attacked, but also for the immune system to to remain afloat. So for me, in terms of a protocol for cancer, on the one hand, I would say depend on the type of cancer because we have five different formulations. Um, if we're talking about uh, breast cancer, for example, we would add in uh, the mycomama, which is a specific formulation, high potency formulation. So at the same time, some of these mushrooms, like you know, me told us today, contain uh, the sun mushroom, they're containing reishi or cordyceps, and we're using the synergy to be able to not just detoxify the liver at that time, but also to awaken and support the immune system for someone who's been diagnosed with cancer and who's actually taking uh, chemotherapy uh, drugs at that point. So, what I would say to you is uh, do email us in the type of cancer it is, and then we can give you a proper protocol for that. Um, next question. Uh, how long was the protocol given to the case study number two? I mean, so um, what you know, what were the results or um, the timeline yeah. for the protocol?
0: Case study number two, I believe that was the alcohol um, If I remember correctly, I believe that was about three months. Mm-hmm. Three months. Usually, I do like adrenal support and liver detox and everything for most of my clients for about two to three months, especially if it's really chronic.
1: Absolutely, I, I do believe that you need a minimum of four to six weeks for any supplement or any protocol for it to actually for the for the liver and you know for for the immune cells as well as the mitochondria to start seeing the changes. Um, thank you for that. Um, there are so many questions. I'm, I'm you know <laughs> we're, we're we're getting overwhelmed here, but I think that's really good. We'll try to to answer as many uh, as possible. Uh, Can you test for Rouleau formation?
0: Yeah, um, dark field microscopy. Some naturopaths and functional medicine practitioners do that. Um, It's called dark field microscopy.
1: Uh, Sorry, I didn't hear you, Amit.
0: Um, It's called called dark field microscopy. Um, Some naturopathic doctors or holistic practitioners and functional medicine practitioners do those tests.
1: Great, Um, I was just looking at the next question. For a patient with psychiatric drugs for life, which mushrooms would you use? Would it be the cordyceps? Um, Would you like to say something?
0: Yeah, first, I don't want, yeah, because psychiatric, remember, you wanna heal the whole system, right? Where's the issue coming from? One, always remove inflammatory foods, yeah, because. Bipolar even improves with just removing inflammatory foods. Then, has it been stress and trauma? That has to be released as well. And then healing leaky gut, paramount. So rather than a specific mushroom for a specific like sign, a mental sign, think about healing the foundations of health for any person and then seeing what symptoms are left over. So the foundations of health would be leaky gut, do the leaky gut protocol, then heal the liver, right? and then support the adrenal system, okay? And that also, that protocol gives you a chance to see which mushrooms and which herbs, et cetera, are having what type of impact on the person. Because if you just start throwing a specific mushroom without the protocol, like healing the gut or detoxifying the liver, you might be just suppressing symptoms and you might be confusing yourself as well as a practitioner
1: very true very true i agree you know we have to look at the aims first before uh, getting into the adrenals um although the the positive thing about using the mushrooms is that because they have very low or practically no interaction with any medication or drugs you know mm-hmm. where at least we know and where we we have the peace of mind that there is no harm done to the to the end client um so i think that someone asked about any interaction with synthroid um we will email you once we, we've checked this, but as I said before, there, there's barely any uh, any uh, known uh, interaction using our mushrooms. The only known drug, yes, sorry.
0: Um, I'll let you finish, then I'll go back to the question about the psychiatric question, yeah?
1: Yes, yes. Go the ahead. only known drug, sorry, that was the next, there was another question, um, hence the, the, uh, the no answer to that. So the only actually known uh, drug that has some kind of interaction with our mushrooms are, is called Syntrome. Now, Syntrome actually interacts with every single supplement or even foods. So I would just say to stir away from any supplement or anything when you're taking Syntrome. But uh, we don't know of any uh, interaction as such with specifically with this drug called Synthroid, but we will answer that in more detail uh, when we send you the question answers. Uh, go ahead, Amin, sorry.
0: Okay. so. Um, depending on the psychiatric condition. So for most emotional issues, I find there's an adrenal issue or adrenal fatigue. Yeah, if there is, then you want to stabilize the adrenal system. And I like Reishi for that, yeah? Um, but again, please check with your practitioner or with his past because we need to know the drugs the person's on, um, the psychological history, the mental traumas, etc., before going into that. So that's all I want to say.
1: Thank you, thank you. Um... So again, another question on the drugs, can you use mushrooms for someone taking riboraxaban? Again, we'll check that, but as I said, the only known one is for um, syndrome. May I please have the Facebook uh, address again? Yes, that's Mycotherapy with Hifasdatera. But as I said before, if you could kindly register first as a practitioner, um, all you have to do is go on help.hifasdatera.co.uk Fill in the form and um, ask to be added into the closed Facebook group and we will add you. Um, is it possible to use more references to human studies or are human studies lacking to date? Um, that's an excellent question actually. Uh, we do, interestingly, uh, microtherapy is, is a term that was coined actually just 10 years ago by our founder, uh, Catalina Fernandez de Ana Portela, long name. Um, but uh, what's interesting is that so far it's only been since the 1950s that clinical trials have been done um, on this side in the west Uh, before that you've had a lot of of, uh, traditional Chinese medicine and herbalists that have mentioned it but there weren't any formal clinical trials done so usually clinical trials do start with uh, mouse studies or animal studies but we do have a few human studies that we're actually doing at Hefazatera as well. Uh, We have three or four now that are actually um, officially being done and they should be done by the end of this year. Some for cancer. We have one that's already been done for metabolic syndrome and Mm -hmm. we have a couple of other ones, really exciting ones on neurodegenerative disease as well. So we'll keep you posted, but yes, we'll we'll definitely uh, add in as many human uh, clinical trials as possible in our presentations. Um, next question. Appreciated the case studies, how long was the treatment? So I think you said it was three months. Um, where, where the mushrooms, milk thistles are given concurrently, what are the outcomes?
0: When they're given together, I, like, I find a faster outcome. I find mushrooms very hepatoprotective, and the milk thistle stimulates the bioflow. flow. Uh, cordyceps also helps with bioflow and like liver detox. But definitely, adding the the mush uh, the herbs helps the protocol move faster. Mm. Um, and generally, the generally the herbs I like giving on an empty stomach.
1: Mushrooms are also given on an empty stomach, so I think that uh, settles it there. Uh, continuing the same question, someone else asked, what duration would you suggest uh, for to take these mushrooms? Uh, for example, uh, the protocols that you showed today, would you slowly add each stage, example, reduce foods, then add cordyceps, then add um, other mushrooms, or would you give everything at the same time?
0: I love that question. So yeah, I I detox, I first, Inflammation so remove the inflamed while repairing the gut at the same time. Yeah, um, I also do the liver detox at the same time, unless so, unless uh, the mushroom is very adrenal stimulating, I'll add it in the beginning. But in the I prefer to add adrenal support after the body is detoxified. Because from an energetic point of view, if the body's too inflamed and there's too many toxins, then I don't want to add more fire or support or, how do I say that word? You know, mushrooms have this nourishing effect or even like a strong, a strengthening effect. But I like the body to be clean before strengthening it. Mm. And so the adrenal support I usually add at the end.
1: Interesting. Um, Very interesting method of, of functioning for you um next question what is the protocol for liver cancer i think since you mentioned and talked about uh liver cancer uh this is the next question
0: i'll let you answer that romina because i think you have a nice uh, mix for liver cancer there right yes
1: yes so we specifically have a formulation called uh MycoDigest, and that specific formulation is a very high potency mushroom extract combination and it contains uh reishi Again, you know, I won't explain the mechanisms, but uh, some of the reasons uh, we're using them again is for the uh, inflammatory awakening, so uh, inflammatory cascade as well, as well as awakening the immune system. So it's got reishi, maitake, uh, sanagaricus, uh, as well as the lion's mane. Again, when we're looking at digestion and we're looking at um, uh, healing the gut, but also helping with liver support, Uh, This combination has had the best results for liver cancer, but if Mm. um, If you do email us uh, Details of that specific client, we can talk more about the dosages uh, For that specific person. So if they are using a conventional treatment Then the dosage is different if they're only using the mushrooms then we have uh, we recommend at least one vial a day of the micro digest Um, next question would you recommend Uh, A client uh, that has completely stopped drinking alcohol while detoxing what if they refuse to so what if they refuse to uh, stop consuming alcohol but want to detox at the same time what do you do at that point
0: Um, they're not detoxing though Um, they need to use a different word supporting their liver function while intoxicating themselves so when you challenge a client on their language, the use of language, they get a perception shift as well. That's coming from a psychotherapy perspective, yeah? Um, so yeah, definitely worth supporting the uh, the liver system with the with the mushrooms, because you wanna repair that liver as fast as it's being damaged, number one. Um, and then generally, I find when you release stress from the person and you balance cortisol levels by healing leaky gut, then the experience of stress reduces in a person, right? So and stress could be the trigger for drinking more, right? So as we're stabilizing cortisol cortisol levels and neurotransmitters, hopefully the mood is improving, which I'm hoping will also reduce cravings.
1: Very interesting. Um, are the doses? Yes, sorry.
0: It would just be interesting, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a mushroom that actually reduces cravings, but I don't know and that's another study you get.
1: actually there is a mushroom that reduces cravings we are actually, oh, wow. <laughs> actually using uh the mycocoprin which is the coprinus mushroom to regulate blood sugar levels so you know we know that the cravings have a role in regu- you know blood sugar dysregulation as well so we have had good so results the
0: voice went down
1: yes sorry amit
0: um Maybe the audience can let us know who you can hear, myself or Romina, and then... Okay.
1: Um, that's a shame because uh, I'll repeat that. I said that mycocoprin, the Coprinus mushroom, is the key uh, mushroom okay. we're using to regulate blood sugar levels. And that itself has an impact on... Romina,
0: I've lost you, but maybe the audience can hear you. I'm not sure.
1: Okay. Um, if we're not working, we are anyways over time so um i know there were lots of other questions here uh, however i'm i'm getting messages that they can hear both of us so maybe it's your computer that that has an issue um, so let's continue with a couple of questions more i know we are we're tight with time we'll have a couple more and uh, the rest of it we'll answer as soon as we can we can in the next coming days so what i was saying is that uh, this specific mushroom coprinus actually contains naturally occurring chromium and glucamanin, specific uh, ingredients that are helping to regulate blood sugar levels and reduce cravings. Uh, we're actually using this protocol for both uh, clients with diabetes one and diabetes two, and we've had very, very good results with that. Um, I know we're running out of time, so I'll, I'll ask you two more questions, uh, as I said. Next question is for you, Amit. Do you recommend milk thistle or dandelion tea as part of a herbal protocol?
0: absolutely um so back to the addictions part um also ear acupuncture yeah the nada protocol 5 point ear acupuncture is excellent for cravings as well if they're refusing to do alcohol uh quit alcohol combine your mushrooms with some ear acupuncture next question milk thistle or dandelion was that an or dandelion do i prefer either or or do I like that while doing detox i love if, doing the tea
1: there's an or there so
0: gosh um I love my milk thistle. Dandelion, you're using the root. The leaf is for the kidney, the root is for the liver, yeah? Um, most, most teas are a combination though. They put uh, dandelion and milk thistle in, in, the, in the tea. Um, and they add other blends in there. So I like using blends because they have a synergistic effect on all parts of the liver.
1: Okay. Um, I'll keep that in mind for myself next time. Um, next question I'm on an alkaline diet but mushrooms are not alkaline is it still okay to take your supplements please Um, I would say that if you're taking mushroom extracts again as I said it depends on the type of uh, dosage and the type of um, extraction process you're going through but when there's pure mushroom extract actually that helps to alkalize um, the body so the pH levels actually change so I would actually continue and recommend to continue with these mushroom extracts. Again, medicinal mushrooms are quite different to your normal portobello and button mushrooms that grow in two days and might not be alkalizing because of their environment. But as long as the mushroom is organic and you're taking extracts, it's actually um, beneficial for an alkalizing diet. Um, So sorry, I missed the leaky gut protocol. What was that again? Um, you might want to just quickly go back to that slide, Amit, uh, the one for the protocol for leaky gut and liver.
0: Right here, we've got the Michaelio probiotics, um, and then we got the micromix for the liver.
1: Yes, um, we will be sending you the slides, so if, if you want to look at the protocols again, we'll be sending you uh, all the slides, as we said in the beginning. Um, is there a lower age limit for using these mushrooms? I mean, small kids, age one, two or three, can they get them? If so, how do you figure out the dosage? That's a very good question. We do use um, our mushrooms uh, for children. However, we have a very specific range for children up to three years old. So we're looking at uh, between 18 months onwards to three, we would recommend using the Dr. Leo and the Dr. Ray uh syrup formulas that contain acerola cherry and either lion's mane extract or reishi extract and then when you see, when children grow older we actually um, recommend taking the, the powders the mushroom powders. so we have a whole bio line which have mixes of you know reishi powder or shiitake powder a combination of those and once uh the child turns you know once they're, they're teenagers they can actually safely start taking Uh, Extracts, because, again, remember, extracts are very, very strong and potent. But we usually decide the dosage according to the weight of the child. So um, the standard protocol would be one gram of extract for a healthy adult. If they have something chronic, as Amit said before, we can go up to three. The oncology line has uh, about three to six grams of mushroom extract. Um, So the way we calculate that is we say, well, if the child um, weighs about 40 kilos, then we would just give them one capsule of the mushroom extract. So we're just actually halving the dose of a normal average person. Um, I think we, we are out of time now. Um, there, uh, The slide, I, I think because it's, it's concerning your uh, presentation, I'll take this last question. Um, this slide with trauma from baby to adult is exactly my husband's story, but he refuses counselling. How can I help um, uh,
0: <laughs> Okay, he refuses counselling. Um, I have videos on the web- website. Some people like watching the videos and then when they get an awareness of how the mind affects the body, etc., they're more willing to look at it. Um, just going for a walk and talking about his problems, uh, getting him comfortable talking to a friend about his issues. So don't call it counseling, call it coaching. A lot of people are into success. So you know they can book with me and say it's coaching, you can tell them it's coaching with me instead of psychotherapy. Um, it's about performance and stuff like that. That's another way to get people into it. My book has interesting exercises that once somebody reads it they get familiar with. It's not therapy, it's not psychotherapy. Um, I'd love it if you can ask a bit more on this specific question based on what I've said so far because I'd love to answer you more fully because that's a big block people have. So I'm happy to answer more after you've typed something in, if you can still type. Um, Tapping techniques are excellent as well. EFT, that's in the book as well and the online course. (sighs) Hmm. What else? Um, it's a tough one because you know, we all have family members who refuse counseling, who refuse therapy, and that's very damaging to a family because the family walks on eggshells or tiptoes around, etc. Um I don't have a clear-cut answer. I don't have a clear-cut answer except maybe get therapy yourself so that you have ways of coping and communicating and changing your communication style so that um, you're more patient with the person and can ask the right questions as well so that they feel more relaxed and less triggered. Those are my best answers off the top of my head.
1: Thank you, Amit. I'm sure that the person is online. They haven't um, said more about it. But what we can do is that if you have more questions, please do email us. Um, you can email us directly on our health inbox, so health at and I'm more than happy to forward them to, to Dr. Amit, and he can reply to you directly if you have a specific question for him. Um, I think we we are kind of, there's one last question that's come up, I think we'll, and many more, but I think we'll take this last question up because I know it's, uh, Amit is three hours ahead, so it's 10:15 p.m. for him right now, so it's getting quite late. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please suggest something for uh, an underactive kidney for my mom. Her creatinine levels are 3.9 right now. Um, I've actually had a very interesting case recently of someone that was actually going to, uh, was on their way to to experience kidney failure. And um, their creatinine levels were actually quite similar um, to, to to your mother's. Um, What I would suggest is definitely the cordyceps. Cordyceps has been very, very effective in helping to regulate and uh, rebalance uh, kidneys. Um, Not just in traditional Chinese medicine, it it was considered as a kidney tonic, but we've had a lot of scientific papers and studies showing the effect to uh, help with kidney failure. Um, In the case of of this specific Man that I, I had to take up in in my clinical practice, we were looking at giving him about three to four of uh, the micro cord, so it's it's quite high dosages. We're looking at two grams of cordyceps extracts, but definitely I would say to monitor her creatinine levels um, after a month and come back to us and and let us know how her creatinine levels are doing. The lady whose husband uh, is refusing counselling has given us more information. She stays Regarding my husband, he's a lovely man, but he is full uh, of blocks. Uh, It would be too long to explain. Thank you very much. So again, uh, feel free, um, tomorrow when we send in the recording of the webinar as well as the slides and the questions, I will put in uh, Dr. Mead's contact details. So if anybody wanted to directly uh, email him, please feel free to to do that. Uh, Thank you again. It's been a very uh, interesting evening. Uh, we didn't expect so many questions, but I'm pretty sure there are at least 30 questions that, that came up tonight. Thank okay. you again. Very, very insightful and hope you can join us again.
0: Uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you everyone as well. Um, I'd love you to get the online course. please. It's going to help my community work in Africa. This week it's on special. You'll see on the website a video of my mobile clinics, which I want to start again with funding from the online course and my book. Um, I'd love you to spread the word. I really appreciate you listening in. And thanks, Ifas, for really, yeah, this opportunity to speak about the liver. And I love it that mushrooms are so connected to the liver. So thank you.
1: Thank you very much. And good night, everyone.
0: Good night. Blessings. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can go deeper in your healing with amazing remedies and therapies covered in your free online course and ebook on dramid.com. That's D-R-A-M-E-E-T dot com. Lots of love and thank you. God bless.